Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo Podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and today I'm joined by Per Schneider, hey. Brian Altano, hello, and Casey DeFritas. Hey guys. Welcome back, everyone. Thank good you. Good to have you here this week. How's everyone doing? Great. Pretty good. Yeah? Yep. Very cool. Zach is out <laughs> this week. He's actually going to be out for the rest of the month. He's very busy planning our E3 schedule, uh, so thank you very much for doing that for us, Zach. But we have Casey here, which hey. is very nice, returning for a second time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Of <laughs> course. Talk about we've got, topics. we've got so much stuff to talk about this week. It's going to be a very, very leak heavy episode. You could say that this episode is a bit leaky itself. Or rumor, yeah. um, rumory, rumory, yeah. leaky rumors, rumory leaks. Yes. <laughs> anyway, you want to put it. Um, so be, you know, be pre uh, prepared for that. Uh, nothing here is official when we're speaking about these leaks. It's so all I just lies. Wanna... This entire episode is <laughs> going to waste your time. Yeah. But obviously, like, if you've been paying attention to the news, in the media. Thanks, Pear. It's all lies. Um, if you've been paying attention to the news and the media, uh, there's been a ton of Pokemon uh, Switch leaks. We allegedly have a name. Uh, we have 
a possible uh, setting and you know premise for the game, which is really interesting. We're going to get to all that. We also have uh, possible Star Fox rumors and leaks that we could be getting a sort of spin-off game coming to Switch, which we're going to run down through a little later. Um, and as well as Nintendo filing some very interesting trademarks uh, a little bit ahead of E3. So want to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into all of that great stuff, let's go ahead and circle back to the Pokemon Switch leaks because I've been dying to really get into this and just kind of pick all of your brains as well as the chat's brains about what uh, how everyone feels about all this stuff. So let me just sort of intro this real quick. I know I'm talking a lot here, um, but uh, thank you. Uh, but uh, the leaks essentially all began uh, earlier this week when industry insider Emily Rogers stated in a blog post that Pokemon for Switch uh, is set to be revealed before the end of May. And she said that the naming and the branding for it will uh, raise a few eyebrows. So uh, a few hours after... Two max per person. (laughs) (laughs) A few hours after Emily's uh, post, a 4chan user actually uploaded uh, an alleged image of like the Pokemon Switch title, which we now know or we now are aware that these leaks are pointing to uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. So obviously we'll be getting two different versions uh, like we normally do whenever there's uh, a Pokemon release, a core title Pokemon release. So if you're watching the video podcast right now, this is actually one of the logos that leaked uh, for specifically Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. And uh, Bear, you know a little bit of uh, Japanese, right? It says Pocketo Monster and then Pikachu. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what the franchise is known in Japan. And in, in the U.S., it was never trademarked as Pocket Monster because that's a Roald Dahl uh, old franchise that was already trademarked over here. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so uh, Nintendo went with the shortened version, Pokemon, which is mm-hmm. what everybody calls it really mm-hmm. in Japan. Weirdly, the Let's Go part of that font yeah. was the same font that they use in Animal Crossing. Yeah. Well, that's the question. Huh. Is this is this logo real? Did somebody draw it based on something they saw? Mm-hmm. Is it bull, right? Like, it, it looks a little bit like I made it <laughs> with, <laughs> with some uh, with some felted pens yep. or something. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it's my felted part. It's a it's a cutesy looking logo, yeah. but but it's very plausible again. And it's very plausible, especially because the company that tends to um, purchase trademarks yep. or file for trademarks also filed for this exactly. trademark, which probably means let's go is the correct title. I, I feel I, I feel like it's real just yeah. because of the the phrasing sounds so Nintendo. Yeah. I I complete honestly I was completely taking everything with so much salt. Yep. I was like there's I'm not going to believe this. I don't believe that screenshot we saw a few months ago, but then as soon as Serebi I saw on, on the Twitter that yep. Serebi tweeted that that um if you're, you're in. You're, you're, you're a believer. Yeah. If you take something with so much salt, I think that means you really believe it. Because <laughs> a grain of salt would be like, I'm not really buying okay. this. Well, I okay, like, a grain of salt. salt. I'm, I'm, One grain of salt. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, Casey's side of things, too, okay. where I, I actually think that there could be some truth here. So it's yeah. definitely worth looking into. Now, the games uh, will supposedly be re- like full-on remakes of Pokemon Yellow, mm. which makes sense because they've already remade... Uh, Red and blue, right? Fire mm-hmm. red and mm-hmm. the other blue and one. And leaf green. And leaf green, yeah, as well. So um, uh, the games will also be heavily, supposedly heavily integrated with Pokemon Go, and act, and the act of catching Pokemon will be very similar to how Pokemon are caught uh, in Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. like which could be a good thing. That's something that I alluded to, like, I don't know, two don't or know. three did you, did you episodes. Feel, did you feel that was one of the strongest suits in uh, Pokemon Go? I mean, I just... I mean, yes, absolutely. Like, actually catching Pokemon is is fun. The whole battle system in Pokemon Go is where I think yeah. the game falls apart. Um, I, no, I guess I guess the, the the motion and all that is fun, but mm-hmm. how do you play that on a Switch when you're not playing in touchscreen mode? Yeah. Well, you right. could use motion controls with your Joy-Con. Yeah. You could. Yeah. That, you is, could. that would be kind of cool. I, I, I could totally see people, like, you know, I, even with just right, the phone controller in hand, yeah, just kind of swinging Maybe it's one of those things it. you can turn on or off. Just don't break your TV. Yes, I like yeah. that. Yeah. That if you I turn appreciate. it on or off, then All everyone right. gets what everyone, whatever you want. Th- thanks for making up, uh, making this work for me. <laughs> really no, like uh, uh, these, these, these rumors. The, sometimes you get rumors where you go, no way. You know, yeah. this is this is going to be wrong. Like you see the you see the titles, you see the the concept of an EV game and a Pikachu game. You're like, yeah. 
that's probably it. Pair, right? It's a blurry photograph of a piece of paper three weeks before E3. It has to be real. <laughs> Historically, look at that. It has to be real. Here's the, This is the time of year where every major employee from every major console manufacturer, first and second and third party, prints out a list of everything they're working on, and they leave it haphazardly at Quiznos for somebody else to take a photo of. You laugh. America's about favorite, fourth favorite fast food Sandwich chain. Yeah, nobody would ever leave an Apple phone in a bar either. That's that true. Hasn't been released. Actually, right? the way the way we found out about, I believe it was Destiny, was that somebody went to lunch somewhere and left an entire binder of information uh, about like That's art right. direction, yeah. the title. Yeah. Like, how much do you think they died on the inside? Uh, that probably sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Assassin's Creed every year is, is snitched on by the guy sitting behind. The guy making the game on a flight. Yeah, it <laughs> always happens on an airplane. Yeah, it's a yeah. guy with an iPad Pro, and he's like, I'm really into this new Assassin's Creed game. No. Somebody's like, I know what that is. I, I, I hear you. There's no way of telling whether this is real. But well, like, I, I just feel like this. There's so many great indicators. It feels, it feels, you know, good. You yeah. know, like it feels like it's in the on the complete implausibility scale of pre E3 leaks. Um, this one feels it's it's hovering I'll give around this a normal. Seven point nine out of ten well, plausibility <laughs> score. I like that. I mean, there have been there have been so many um, lines like pointing to Pikachu and Eevee being a pair together. Yeah. yeah. Um, everything from like the soda pop line that came out a few months ago to the Easter line that was also released. Not to mention the devs themselves have mm-hmm. been teasing. Um, a ton of Pikachu yeah. and, and Eevee stuff pairing together. I think we have an image. You can throw it up uh, there for the viewers to get a quick look. But apparently uh, one of the Game Freak devs was full on teasing the idea, uh, holding a Pokeball. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> almost, almost as if they were alluding to like what you see when you play Pokemon Go when you're trying to catch something. Like the mm-hmm. Pokeball's like hovering there and there. You clearly see Eevee and Pikachu sitting together. And Luigi. And Luigi, yeah. If, yeah. yeah if, you're, if you're listening to the show, it's a plushie of Eevee and Pikachu, and then there's a large Pikachu dressed as Luigi, which is far more interesting to me than anything else in this photo. Because uh, if, they're, if they're crossbreeding those worlds more, yeah. then I'm, I want in. But the thing that really... On the game, not the crossbreeding thing. <laughs> the thing that really kind of like solidifies this and makes it a real thing for me uh, is the fact that the same company uh, used to register previous Pokemon websites, CSC Corporate Domains, have officially acquired URLs for both Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And that company is the same company that registered the domains for Nintendo.com. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and other big uh, Nintendo franchises as well. So it, it all is pointing towards this could be very, very real. Or that company saw a very big opportunity to pull everyone's legs and have a really big laugh in all of our expense. Yeah. yeah. That probably wouldn't but, happen. Look, I mean, we'll, <laughs> May, May is is almost over, right? We don't have that many uh, days to wait, so mm-hmm. we'll find out very soon whether the timing at least is right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, the only thing I would have asked is, I, why, why not reserve this for E3? This would be a, a really nice E3 announcement. And why would we get this before, before the show? Mm-hmm. I think... I think if this is the case, if we are going to get a big Pokemon announcement, they are holding back because Nintendo already said that they're going to be focusing on Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they want to compete with themselves. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like you hear about a bunch of huge games. Yeah. That's better than hearing about one big game. I don't know. That's just me. So maybe this game wouldn't be coming out this year. It'd be coming out next year. There it is. And this is just a small teaser a title announcement okay but rumors are pointing towards this being a 2018 time yeah i think who knows i think if (laughs) this is legit it's probably coming out this year it it seems like it could be well underway and just you know you brought up that image that leaked a couple weeks ago yeah um and we actually showed it off here on nbc as well um i think we have an image of that as well if you can remember um yeah, like it was like an off-screen image, and yeah, we have mm-hmm. it floating right there. And now, if you look closely and you look on top of the trainer's head, you see Kirby riding on a giant red arrow. Yes. <laughs> waves. No. What do you see there? No, it looks like Evie okay. uh, chilling on top of the trainer's head. So, like that blew my mind when I went back and look at looked at it, and also just like that river area looks like it could be next to Pallet Town uh, in the Kanto region as well. Um, so it's just this to me looks like wait a minute minute maybe that image that we all laughed at like a couple weeks ago is actually a legit image from you know pokemon let's go eevee or pokemon let's go uh pikachu um 
you know, and, and you can totally tell it's taken off screen in handheld mode mm-hmm. and it's very blurry. But if you kind of squint and if you look <laughs> at it at the right angle, you can kind of piece together that it might not be that bad. Now, I know a lot of people might not or might actually be disappointed at the graphical style. We're not getting this massive overhaul that maybe we wanted. I personally wanted a massive like overhaul with the art style and the graphics. Yeah. But um it, you know, it still looks great in my opinion. And traditionally, new Pokemon games that have been released on Nintendo consoles, on new Nintendo consoles, don't adapt to a new, like, you know, graphical style right away. It's usually mm-hmm. the first wave, mm-hmm. uh, look very similar to what the previous mm-hmm. generations looked like as well. well. And they would want to, they're motivated to get this out pretty yeah. quickly, yeah. right? Like, they're, uh, their biggest games, Mario Kart, Super Mario uh, Odyssey, Zelda, are out. Now comes the next wave. Smash yep. Brothers argu- arguably being even bigger. And Pokemon being the, the monster hit. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think they're very mo- motivated to get this out fast. Yeah, 2018 so far has been kind of carried by the B team. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in a good way. I mean, no, Kirby. <laughs> Kirby and Donkey Kong, right? Oh. And like oh. Donkey Kong's... It's, oh. It's a, oh, there we go. <laughs> Donkey Kong's a port of a Wii U game, which you know has already outsold the Wii U version. Version on Switch. Look at that little cutie. Um, There's an Eevee on Phillips' head for those of you who can't see. For those of you who listening. (laughs) (laughs) It's just wonderful. Uh, And then there's Kirby, right? And all his weird friends. So that's that's good. That's doing great. But yeah, they need to bring out the, the big guns for this year. Yep. Let, let it be this one because if Nintendo can cap the the year with Pokemon and Smash Brothers, the Switch will be the best selling console of the year. Yep. That is yeah. that those games are freaking humongous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are there are even more hints pointing that this is real as well as a Kanto remake because if you play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, uh, Lily goes to Kanto. If you watch the anime, they go to Kanto. Mm-hmm. They bring back Brock and Misty. <laughs> they have been. There's been a lot of. Hmm. Leaning towards Signs. Kanto. Yeah, um, Rotom actually asked you, he's like, oh, did you know that Kanto really isn't that far away from Alola? Like. So they're constantly alluding to it. To some, some Kanto-ness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like all the puzzle pieces are really falling in together. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, it seems like this could be legit, but I want to pull up that, um, that 4chan, uh, post. We have an image of that tweet as well that went out showing off or listing a few of the, uh, supposed features. I'm not sure if you guys can see that too well, but if you look at the, uh, post there, it's like the green part with all the green text. Uh, they list off some pretty interesting features that could be coming to, um, this version of Pokemon on Switch and like as opposed to like they'd be swapping like for instance uh, instead of using HMs you could use the Poke Ride concept mm-hmm. from Pokemon Sun and Moon so I, w- I want to ask the chat as well as everyone here uh, on the panel like what are some new features that you guys want to see integrated into Pokemon for Switch um, like also another feature that they had listed was like an online hub world that trainers would be able to like interact with each other and battle and all that stuff uh, so I'll just go ahead and start it off right now uh, two really big ones that I want to see are more than just a hub world, but an actual like shared online world. And, you know, if mm-hmm. these leaks are true, I doubt we'll get something like that. But they did speak about like integrating more Pokemon Go style features in the game. So I think something like community driven raids would be really fun, um, especially like if they were tied to events where you can get like a legendary or a mythic Pokemon, like getting people to all play at the same time, like mm-hmm. the way that, let's say, Destiny does every yeah. week. You know, I think that's, that would be cool. That's so- mine, too. I mean, Pokemon Pokemon Go did such a nice job with like feeling this kind of like, hey, we're all in this spot together and we're we're attacking. Like that sort of sense would be nice to replicate. Now, obviously, the the switch isn't like a phone in that it's always on and will allow that that on like a location based mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of setup. But um, there's got to be a way to do this online when you're at home to just kind of feel like this community being alive. I, I would love that too. Yeah. So they kind of have that in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon in the Festival Plaza. Um, so every few weeks or so, there's a new challenge that people can do. And collectively, like, for example, catch a million Pokemon. Yeah. If everyone catches, if a million Pokemon are caught collectively, everyone gets festival coins to spend in that plaza on items. But and, it's very asynchronous, right? Like yeah. the challenge. It's not like this kind of raid where, hey, there's a dropship coming out of the sky, like in Destiny and yeah. everybody run over. But how would they, how would they do that in Pokemon? I don't know. Maybe there's a, a giant, Pokemon coming in on one corner of the map and it's like a timed event like you mm-hmm. you know and enough people have to fight it for yeah 
you to be able to I'm just making this have up, a chance Casey. to catch it. Yeah. I mean, I think they, that's the only thing I can think of that, that would work. Yeah, yeah. That's how a lot of like, um, online multiplayer games do. They have sort of like event based weekends and mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that where they're like, if, you know, half a million people pick this team or this team and then they win with mm-hmm. this this weekend, then everyone gets an award. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Collect the, we'll see. the country is infested with caterpies. Go get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you're, you're, you're <laughs> she's like, this is so dumb. I don't know. <laughs> Brian, Brian, I know you're not I'm super big on, on Pokemon, but, uh-huh. but what would it take for you to get into this version of Pokemon if, if any possibility? I mean, I, I, I don't ever really have a problem getting into Pokemon. I, I have a problem staying there. Right, right. You know, like I always play the first few hours and I'm like, oh, cool. And then it, I don't know what happens. Something, I just. Life? Yeah, well. I don't know because I put life aside for everything. To be fair, you play a hundred more games that week. That's true. So I think you're just a you're a multi gamer. Maybe, game. maybe. I mean, I do finish a lot of games. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I I think they need to find that right balance of like not alienating new newcomers and um, not a, you know pissing off people who have been playing for you. But you're not a collector mm-hmm. type, right? Like when you're playing ga- a game like God of War, do you look in every nook and cranny to find like the extra collectibles or you, what, are you like, playing for story and completion? One out of every ten games will click okay. with me like that where I'm like, yep. I have to get everything. Um, gotcha. I, in God of War specifically, I made my first left and opened a treasure chest and I was like, okay, this is going to be the game where I, I don't just, the boy's like, come yep. with me and I'm like, no, nah, I got to open this treasure yep. chest. Yep. So yeah. That, that are you dead? Nope. Yep. <laughs> are you? Yep. Um, so I got some people commenting in the chat. Kratos Drake five says, uh, returning feature that they want to see is I want all Pokemon to follow you again. Yes. Yeah. I think I that, know, that was yeah. cool. Heart gold and soul silver. I, I don't know why they never brought that back. It was so cool. Yeah. I want to bring Charizard into someone's house and scare their small <laughs> children. Like, <laughs> that would be cool. I want to ride around on the Charizard yeah. and use it to fly everywhere. That would be really cool. Yeah. And they, I mean, you can't, you can, they have brought Pokemon Ride with Charizard, but you don't actually control the Charizard when he does it. It's just right. the same fly mm-hmm. movement. Given this the development funny. time on this one, I don't think you're going to get it. Oh yeah, this. no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I think I really think this is just an H- HD upgrade of Sun and Moon. But, so, like, but Eevee will be present on the map. Yeah, you and Pikachu will be present on. The mm-hmm. map. That's one way of dealing with it. Yeah, that and, there are two Pokemon types that are special. And another thing in, in Japan, it was actually the original one was, wasn't known as Pokemon Yellow. It was known as Pokemon, uh, Pocket Monsters Pikachu edition. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it also, that also kind of makes sense as well mm-hmm. yep. for it to be a sure. yellow remake. Yep, yep. Um, Carl LC221 in the chat says, take the Pokemon Stadium mini games, add an immersive or an immense variety that are actually good and call it Pokemon Party. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want it. I want it so bad. And I want to be able to connect it to my Pokemon game so I can use my Pokemon in the party games like you could in Pokemon Stadium 2. Yeah. And DK Bingham uh, has a good one. He says, as long as I can play without having to go outside, I'm happy. So, yeah. I don't think we have to worry. I mean, like, (laughs) people are worried about the whole Pokemon Go integration part. Oh, I see. It's like they think they're going to actually have to go and do something. Hopefully they'll just be cool additions and yeah. not necessities. It won't be an AR game. It's just the no, setup no, no, no. of the Switch is not right for yeah, a no. game like that. Yeah, I think it would be yeah. cool if we could just import our Pokemon that we already caught on Pokemon Go into the Switch version. Or maybe neat. even like, you know, catch certain Pokemon through Pokemon Go and then have those automatically show up in the Switch version. Mm-hmm. Yep, would that'd be, be awesome. Yeah. Connection. I uh, play Pokemon Go a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm excited about this. Honestly, like I, the more I think about it, the more I want this to be real. Um, just because it seems like it's a really cool idea, especially with them trying to add minor changes. Like maybe mm-hmm. the whole catching system is going to be slightly different. They're, uh, you know, betting harder on the whole online concept, which is cool. It means Nintendo's getting more, um, excited and accepting of that as well. So, I mean, it's all good things to come. And, and we'll get a different shade of yellow for the Joy-Con for the special edition oh, Joy-Con yeah. and flesh brown colored ones for Eevee, right? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Man. Eevee's kind don't, of flesh Don't you already right? have yellow Joy-Cons for Donkey Kong? No, they like the glow in the, the dark neon ones. Yellows? The neon okay. yellows, yeah. Those are for arms? arms. Those are arms, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't make Donkey Kong yellow ones. No. Man. Really dropped the ball on that one. I don't think anybody else bought Joy-Con. <laughs> it was just me. You, I think you keep that business a lot. Yeah. 
single-handedly. So another um, another big sort of leak that's been floating, or rumored leak, rumor uh, that's been going around, is the Star Fox spinoff game that is supposedly coming from Retro Studios, uh, which would be really crazy. Retro is responsible, of course, for Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, as well as the Metroid Prime trilogy. Uh, so it would be very interesting to see them take you know, take their hands at Star Fox. Um, so sources within the Nintendo fan community uh, were have been in contact with us, uh, and they told us that the game would essentially come out in 2019, and uh, it would feature an open-world hub similar to Diddy Kong Racing for the N64. Um, and our sources also suggested that the Grand Prix would be made uh, of up to three races that can... Uh, culminate in a boss battle and battle and and the players will be able to compete online right so there's a lot of stuff here uh core gameplay essentially uh combines timed races and shooting in that each defeated enemy results in a speed boost that would improve uh player lap time uh each grand prix in is three tracks with a boss fight where the boss comes onto the track just like in diddy kong racing um and it also uh will feature a big hub area where you can interact with uh, interact with star fox characters mm. So, like, that all sounds great to me. And then we also heard uh, from uh, Liam Robertson, who's also an industry insider uh, and a great person to follow on Twitter if you're interested in this kind of stuff. Uh, the game is, he says that the game is not at all like F-Zero. Uh, it's more of a, comp- or he's seen a more complete version of the logo. And I think we have the logo here. Uh, it was uh, actually passed along to us to Star Fox Grand Prix. There you can see it. Um, and he was also told that Grand uh, Star Fox Grand Prix was actually a tentative title, so there could be something else coming up. Um, and the game looks really good in motion, apparently. So that was the that was what I heard was that it is a stunner visually mm-hmm. um, that'll be very impressive. I love the idea of of taking Star Fox and doing something different with it. And when I initially heard about this rumor, I didn't I didn't think it was real, honestly, because I felt like it was kind of like it was a little bit of a fan dream where it's like, well, Retro took one rare franchise and did the same thing as Rare, you know, with Donkey Kong. It's like, well, Retro made Star Fox Adventures and had little flying sections in it. It it just kind of felt a little bit too on the nose. Yeah. If this is true, um and you know we kind of started hearing it from more people um, I, I haven't heard it from anybody in the development community I've only heard it from the kind of Nintendo fan community mm-hmm. and um, I uh, uh, and media um I think it's really interesting because like Star Fox has been has not been the most successful franchise no. in Nintendo's uh, stable and the characters are popular in Smash Brothers and Smash Brothers obviously we're getting a new one and so it's good for them to build these characters but like Star Fox didn't have that like it didn't have a hook the way like Mario Kart does the way Smash Brothers does in a kind of competitive sense and like mm-hmm. this sounds like it does have that because if you imagine that you're playing a multiplayer race like in a shooter and you see your enemies flying ahead of you and you can shoot them to slow them down you can land perfect combos remember how you could lock onto multiple enemies in Star yep. Fox yeah. so when you complete a combo that you get a speed boost that sounds really cool to yeah, me it does. that sounds like a really cool competitive shooter mm-hmm. and i can't really think of any game that is played like that no not really um i like the idea of this game looking really good because i think a lot of people forget that that was kind of a concept that was intrinsically connected to Star Fox as a franchise yeah. at its core from the start. I mean, when we first saw it on Super Nintendo with the Super FX chip and on N64 with the Rumble Pack, like technology and Star Fox and graphical prowess kind of went hand in hand. Like, yeah. The original Star Fox game is some of the first polygons we got to see on the Super Nintendo. Um, there was a couple games using that chip, but that one was the one that stuck out. I mean, the R-Wing to this day, that iconic design is based on minimalist polygon usage and still to this day you look at it and you recognize it immediately and then the franchise kind of there we go one just flew by the franchise just kind of lost its way since then or found its way again or kind of went all over the place quality wise sales wise it was never really something that knocked it out the park um it experimented with a lot of like i lack of a better term gimmicks you know a lot of Mm touchscreen stuff motion control stuff that we saw on switch um it did the crossover with a sort of Zelda style game with str- strategy stuff? Yeah, strategy on stuff. The, on the um, PS, and yeah. we saw adventures. So it's 
like you said, I think people really have a great connection to that game on a nostalgia level. And, you know, like you think of quotes from the N64 version, do a mm-hmm. barrel roll and press the R twice. Those became memes. Yep. People love those characters in, in Smash Brothers, like you said. But in terms of actually really enjoying those games every few years, I don't think there isn't like really a big connection there. So going in and overhauling what that could be and attaching it to a brand new genre is incredibly interesting. And, to and me. giving a, a company that I think is known for cranking out pretty impressive visuals, yeah. right? Like yeah. you could say that, well, the, you know, the team that's working on this and Donkey Kong is not the same that worked on Metro Prime. Obviously, there are a ton of people who are still at Retro didn't leave, right? That's always the story that you hear. It's like, well, this is not the same Retro. It's like, Donkey Kong, these games do a lot mm-hmm. with the 2D setup, um, the 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 way bosses are animated, the special effects that they do with the multi, multi-layered stuff, the animations, yep. the kind of deformations. There's so much in those games. And like, that that's been I I I mean I believe in retro being able to crank out a game a Star Fox game that will dazzle us vi- visually. Yeah, I totally agree. My my first reaction to reading this story was um kind of doubt because I was like I I don't I don't not believe that this is true but why go head to head with Mario Kart? That is like the that is you know the best selling most established kart franchise on earth. Um, it's it's an arcade racer. Nintendo owns it. They've built a DLC on it. They built uh, they've ported it to Switch. It's it's selling Gangbusters. It's yeah. selling some of their their you know kind of more significant first party offerings. And then I read more and thought more and I was like, oh, there's so much more you can do with these characters with this world with the setting. Feel different. Right. Flying yeah. feels yeah. so different. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So and, and, and 2019. I mean. Yep. This Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is an extension of a game that came out years ago, right? The fact that it's selling so well is awesome, but by 2019, I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's gonna have dropped off, don't you think? Yeah, and yeah. I, I think about people who grew up with the N64, um, there were people that really loved Mario Kart and really loved Diddy Kong Racing, and then there were people like me that really liked both. And I think there's room for both to exist, so. Yeah, I say. I agree with you guys. I think it'll feel different enough, um, as opposed to like how Mario Kart feels. And Nintendo historically, like, has, has always had a, tr- like, a lot of trouble finding a place for Star Fox, like, yeah. where it could fit, um, and what kind of game it could really be. Because, like, rail shooters these days are, um, they're not really doing it for most people mm-hmm. out there, at least not the masses. So I feel like sort of reinventing the franchise and, and restarting it like this could be an interesting angle. It could work very well for them. Yeah. Um, Especially like as you had mentioned before, it adds that competitive feel to Star Fox that it so needed. I mean, it, it did have competitive modes before, but it, nothing really. They, they were like very, this. they were very much an afterthought, not core to the game, like say Splatoon would have. And that that'd be awesome if if this was really built into the game from the get go. So I when I use uh, when I lived in Tokyo many many years ago, there was a uh, a motion ride called I think it was called UCC Starport. UCC is like a Japanese coffee brand, you know the little cans yeah. you get. Yeah. Yep. You get them everywhere. But they had, they had this pop-up motion ride like a Star Tours. And like Star Tours already existed, but this was better. And it was exactly like a Star Fox race. Oh, wow. Like the way it was set up, they were even, you'd go around these tracks and like it, t- it tilts you back and forth and they would be like holes in walls where um, only your racers could fit through by rotating and stuff. And it was like four people racing against each other. And I immediately th- thought of this. Um, and it was super exciting. It was That's awesome. great. Like if they can pull up, uh, pull up something like that, um, sign me up. Yeah, I'm really into it. Before we uh, move on, I have a few more things to say, but I want to get a poll started because I want to get the chat's opinion. Uh, would you guys be interested in a Star Fox racing game on Switch with everything that you just heard us say, talking about the game and how it could be? Would that be a game that you'd be interested in checking out? And also, uh, I'm definitely not ignoring the polls. Uh, I can see the chat <laughs> right now. I do have to host the, the show while I uh, while I do all this stuff. So no, Alana, I am not ignoring the polls. <laughs> but thank you very much for starting that because uh, they just made a poll uh, asking, does Philip hate uh, our polls? <laughs> and the winner was mutiny, which I guess means yes, uh, yeah. that I do hate the polls, but I don't. I love the polls. Please keep them coming and please keep chatting. I'm doing my best to keep up with everyone here. Um, but uh, yeah, what I did want to say, Casey and I were talking very briefly about Dinosaur Planet or Star Fox Adventures, yeah. I mm. should say. Yeah. Um, and sort of how, you know, Rare uh, was, was originally working on a game called Dinosaur Planet uh, right before, was it before GameCube came out or like, was GameCube already released? No, it was before, yeah. It was before it was, GameCube, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, so, um, 
Rare was working on Dinosaur Planet. They pitched it to Nintendo, and Miyamoto said, hey, that main character uh, looks a lot like Star Fox. Let's just put Star Fox in. Let's make this a Star Fox game, uh, you know, which sort of kind of pissed everyone off, I think. <laughs> it pissed off Star Fox fans. It, it kind of, Rare wasn't too happy about it. Like, they, they knew the potential of what, you know, using the Star Fox franchise could mean for that game, but... That wasn't a Star Fox game that people wanted at the time. Well, and again, like this game, it was designed to be a Zelda clone with dinosaurs and, mm-hmm. and, and animals and stuff. The ultimate furry adventure game. <laughs> and then it got kind of like that. It got retconned into the Star Fox universe. Right. Um, with, uh, the flying sequences yeah. were, were kind of lame, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they were, were almost short. like, they were like yeah. loading screens and they <laughs> actually looked nice. Yeah. They were pretty and we're like, wow, if we could get a full Star Fox game like this. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the game when it came out. I loved it. Yeah, but it, I had yeah. a lot of fun. But, but you with could it. you could tell it no, was not enough for you. <laughs> not like that game. It, well, Ucha Kucha Star Fox, like all the like the the voice acting you was remember really Prince bad. Prince Tricky, that awful. Prince Tricky was oh the best. God, no. You could change his colors by like, playing with him. That was the best. Yeah. Part. <laughs> but it had some really cool mechanics uh, introduced to the open world. The problem was like everything you'd find, and Rare Games suffered from this. Like everything was like, oh my god, I found it. I don't know what it is, and it's like floating in front of you for five minutes. And you're like, I don't know what this does. Yeah. Like, there was just like collectible madness in this game. Mm-hmm. A poppy seed thing that I don't know what it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a, that was not a great game. It was this, good. Okay. If you wanted to play a Zelda game on GameCube. Yeah. But what would you play? Wind Waker? Yeah. Okay. Or Star Fox goes to Z- Dinosaur Town. That's but that's not Do you fair. have a dinosaur pet? In Wind Waker, no, no, no you so can't. you play. Clearly, that nurturing component <laughs> okay. was lost yeah. on Brian. Yeah, you get a tingle tuner. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing to have. The tingle tuner. No, thing. nobody saw the tingle tuner. Our right. original. Well, we. We still have, uh, <laughs> we still have a, a little over a minute left on the poll, but I can clearly see who's going to win right now because we do need to move on. Uh, but. 76% or 77% of the chat is saying that yes, they would be interested in a Star Fox racing game like this yeah. on Switch. So there you go. And I, I thought I, more I people would hate it. I, I thought more people would say that's, don't go into racing as a genre. But I, I do think it makes sense because it gives you more of a goal. It's, it, it sees us being this linear game mm-hmm. where like, well, I've seen this, I've seen this level, I've defeated this boss and the, you know, like seen all the spiders crawling around, I'm done with this. This gives you a purpose to go back. Do you know what makes this an easier pill to swallow? It is the Metroid Prime 4 logo that we saw at E3 last year. Had we not seen that, Everyone at this table, we'd be smashing this oh, table. You're right. You're <laughs> absolutely we'd be right. No, if totally. you said to me today, oh, we don't know anything about Metro Prime 4, but uh, Retro's working on a Star Fox racing game, I'd be like, are you kidding me? I'd be <laughs> losing my mind. Yeah. He's flipping out. But right now, I'm like, oh, yeah, let those let those guys do whatever they want. Yeah. We got it, Metro Prime 4. It's like the in. Pac-Man versus thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's so, just like, it's just icing on the cake. Nintendo and Namco teamed up. Here is Pac. So we're getting a Star Fox racing game. What about F-Zero? Yeah, the yeah. last one. Yeah, oh, Casey. All right, I'm well, sorry. that's actually the knife. That's mm-hmm. a that's a perfect mm-hmm. segue uh, to lead us straight that's into our, our next topic here. Uh, so, like I said before at the beginning of the show, Nintendo has filed some trademarks, um, a total of fifteen of them in Japan, all of which are for English language named uh, games or franchises, with the exception of Super Smash Brothers. So, I'm just gonna quickly read off a couple of uh, interesting ones here. We got Super Smash Brothers. Star Fox is a trademark that was refiled. F-Zero. Um, Pikmin, Yoshi's Island, uh, Art Style was apparently trademarked. Yep. Uh, Flipnote Studio, Sin and Punishment, which is really cool. Uh, the Legendary, legendary Starfly. Uh, Starfy. Uh, Starf- yes, Starfy. Uh, Nintendogs, Link's Crossbow Training. I don't know why, but okay. Yeah, uh, what? We, we Fit, <laughs> We Music, We Play, We Sports. So people are sort of speculating, are these, the you know, is this Nintendo's E3 lineup? Is this what we can expect? No. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you, Pear. You, I, I mean, do you want to know what's going on? Yeah. You have to renew trademarks. Exactly. Otherwise, yeah. you yeah. are, you're, it's, you're, you're, you're unable to defend these these brands, and when they get copied, and you know Nintendo deals with this, especially overseas in China, with uh, with their franchise being copied and being turned into little playable mm-hmm. devices, you don't have a legal leg to stand on. And so, what as a company you have to do constantly is renew these trademarks. And by the way, it's cheap. Like yeah. it's not like we're not talking about thousands of dollars. Like it's it's cheap to renew a trademark, but you have to demonstrate that you also use those trademarks. That's true. And so that's where it gets tricky. 
And so that I, I thought it was interesting that they renewed the trademarks for We Fit, We Music, We Play, We Sports instead of just focusing on the on the We part. Mm-hmm. Does this mean they're going to have a We collection? Like, is the is there some sort of uh, maybe it, down the it, road? You know, because like if you. You can renew these trademarks, but how do you demonstrate that you kept these franchises alive? I feel like some of these could be like smash trophies or something like that. You know what I mean? That, I feel oh. like you could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an easy way to yeah. show that you're still using the mark. Um, or, you know, like maybe the Wii's still selling in some markets. And so mm-hmm. it's a no brainer to renew this. But Sin and Punishment was kind of cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's also easy. Like sometimes when you don't have any plans to, tap into a franchise again it's also fine to just kind of let it lapse and the fact that they don't let it lapse is kind of cool yeah no? Do you I ever? Do you guys remember that game? Oh, you yeah. know, I love that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was a, that's that's an awesome game. I love the Wii one also. Um, yeah. We, I'm totally forgetting the name of it. It's it was just announced today. It's a port of a Wii game made by Namco. It's like this massive open world oh, vacation go, game. Go vacation. Go vacation. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, that was like one of those weird games that was just. And like Deca Sports and stuff like that. Yeah. It was just always in like the top 10 best selling games on Wii for a while. And you're like, you know, who's buying this stuff? And then just bringing that stuff over to Switch, mm-hmm. there will be an audience for it. Yeah. yeah. Like I said before, Tropical Freeze, it's a port of a Wii game. They sold it for $59.99. It's outsold the Wii U, or a port of a Wii U game. Right. It's outsold that game already on Switch in two weeks. Yeah. People That's are, people crazy. want, people want to buy games on Switch. And so mm-hmm. I think even bringing some of these over, uh, I doubt Link's crossbow training will be one of them. That is yeah. so sort of deeply connected to that peripheral. Yeah. yeah. It's also something we're all trying to forget. <laughs> that and Wii Music, I'd be happy to never see that again. Wii Music. Go away. That's just like mean. What was it? Bad. Don't remind us. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Starfy is one of those characters that feels like, uh, feels like should be bigger. Yeah. And that Nintendo should put more, more work into it. Nintendox is like this confounding game where like, when we first heard about, uh, Nintendo going into mobile, we all thought, oh, Nintendox. Perfect, oh my god, yeah. Perfect for iPhone, right? Yeah. P- uh, put that <laughs> out there. And we haven't heard anything about this franchise outside of Smash Brothers inclusion, mm-hmm. of course. That would be yeah. such an easy win for them on Switch too. It's got the touch screen, it's portable. You yeah. bring it anywhere. You know, I if just taking one of those old games and porting it over would be really smart. Dude, um, are you a fan? Did of you play Nintendo Nintendo Dogs? Dogs? Yeah, it was yeah. really cute. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. I didn't sink a bazillion hours into it. But I played a few hours. You like dinosaurs better than yeah. dogs, okay? You know, what? <laughs> you know this is, this is uh, like very specific, but my problem with Nintendo Dogs is that like the better your dog got at being a dog, the longer his walks were. Yeah. And so, like, you would take him out for a walk, and it would take like forty minutes, and then he would poop and also find presents, and you'd get like a, Ma- a Mario hat. <laughs> Very specific problem, but you know that's really just kind of the stuff that keeps me going at night. Yeah, this this really see. keeps you awake, huh? That's it, that's it yeah. really. So yeah, bring yeah. back the Chihuahua and friends. All right. Big fan. <laughs> okay, uh, so in case you guys haven't heard the news, I just want to quickly tell you all, uh, Mario Tennis Aces is getting a demo on Switch next week. So you'll be able to download the demo starting Thursday, May 24th, and you'll be able to choose between Mario, Peach, Yoshi, and Bowser uh, and compete online in an online tournament that is going to start off on June 1st at 6 p.m. Pacific time, and it'll run until Sunday, uh, June 3rd third until 11:59 Pacific as well. So the the demo is playable offline. You can just, you know, play it at your own pace whenever you want, yep. but they will be holding this tournament uh online similar to like what, you know, the Arms Test Punch was or the t- uh Splat Test Fire, is that what they called it? Yep. I think so. Yeah, something like that. Um but uh it's Splat cool. Test. Splat No, that's No, that was the other thing. Yeah. Th- that's what happens every month. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> But um, Thank you. Yes, the test I think it was the Test Fire. But um yeah, so check it out i mean mario tennis aces the, the closer we get to that game i'm super excited about it um yep. i can't wait to play it i think it's going to be a lot of fun there's yeah, some too. Yeah. b-roll going on there this is from the japanese trailer that dropped uh like two days ago so yeah. it's all pretty fresh um stuff going on are you guys looking forward to it yeah these games yeah. are always really good mechanically but after the last one we i think we were all clamoring for more depth mm-hmm. and, you know can they can they add all the the cool stuff that makes you want to come back um to this one yep. it, it looks like already from the trailers it looks like it has more variety than the last one which yeah. is nice so the last Mario Tennis I played was on the Nintendo 64 oh wow, wow. so it's been a while yeah. so you played the good one yeah, yeah. I played a lot of Nintendo yeah, 64 great. yeah but look I like I like lawns 
This one looks beautiful. Like yeah. the graphics are really great. And there's there's your man, Brian. I just had like this. Well, I was just like, wow, how does the ball bounce on grass? And then I was like, oh, a cloud is filming the match. <laughs> all the things to hone in on. <laughs> Look at that craziness. Boom. Like that's very. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy that they're that they're. Um, putting out a demo for this game because I think yep. that's I, I think a lot of people are probably where we are on this where we're like cautiously optimistic yeah. maybe a little apprehensive um, and getting to play it for a little bit I'll, I'll know within five minutes whether this is something that I'm going to really like and I think I will I feel like every single time Nintendo puts out a demo for one of their official games their first party games they're pretty confident about mm-hmm. it I they think just, so too they just want people to get a taste of it so that they can jump into the whole thing yep. so that's what it seems like with this one as well um, but yeah let's go ahead and swing over to our leading games, some of the games releasing this week, uh, which is the the pick of the week this week is not surprisingly to most of you probably Hyrule Warriors. Da, 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 da. Yes, yeah. the return. It's the definitive edition now. Uh, it's going to be coming out on Friday, which is today if you're watching on YouTube or uh, you know tomorrow if you're watching live on IGN.com every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Good Eastern plug. time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, make sure you catch the show a day early here with us on IGN. Um, but yeah, Casey, you actually reviewed Hyrule Warriors definitive I edition. Yep. Yeah, I played a ton of Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U, I kind of skipped the 3DS version because I already played it on the 3U and the performance issues on the 3DS really. And you didn't have a you didn't have a new 3DS. Um, I did. It just it ran it ran better on that. It ran better. Yeah, and still not great, right? Yeah, still not great. And I still I already had on the Wii U, and you can play co op couch co op on the Wii U as Mm -hmm. well. So. The 3DS didn't have all the things I wanted. Mm-hmm. The, these kind of games are just so much more fun when you have someone else to play with. Really? Because, well, they can get kind of monotonous and um, repetitive because, I mean, it's a Dynasty Warriors game. But when you have someone to play with, not only do you have someone to interact with, but you can split up and do separate tasks at the same time. Like, for example, Philip and I were streaming yesterday and I was playing a mission by myself and I was in one corner of the map and all the way on the opposite side of the map... Um, one of my commanders was getting badly injured. (laughs) So I had to choose whether to try and finish defeating the boss or to go all the way back, help them, and then go back to the boss. Or call a friend. You, yeah, but you can't start someone in the middle. Oh, yeah, you could go and drop and go up. Yeah, um, there's no drop and go up, unfortunately. If you start a mission without them, that's it. That's it. But then you um, played co-op and the... Then you could send someone, you could split up. Um, and of course, if you are able, so for example, if you're looking at the screen right now, you can sometimes have multiple characters under control at a, at a time. And in this game, they kind of took, they took these features from the 3DS version and Fire Emblem Warriors where you can command your other characters to go do something without you, mm-hmm. which is a really great and needed, um, feature that the Wii U version did not have. Yeah. But like I said, if you only have one, playable character in a mission, you don't really have that option. So let me ask you, because it's, uh, first of all, this is one of the only Warriors games that I put like a significant amount of time mm-hmm. in because mm-hmm. I love Zelda and yeah. I've always said like it's gonna, it has to take the right franchise for me to connect with it. Yeah. Um, but I just, I at some point stopped playing it on Wii U. Mm-hmm. I think something else came up or I got bored. Mm-hmm. Um, remind me, what is the sort of like the hook of continuing to play? Like, is it costumes? Is it characters? Is it un- like unlockable stuff like that? Because yeah. kind of running through the the, mm-hmm. the areas was like, okay, it's pretty fun. And you fight a couple recognizable mm-hmm. bosses and then some new ones. But mm-hmm. is that really what it's all about as a Zelda fan? So there's a ton of stuff to unlock. Did you play any of the adventure mode map? Yes, I think I did. So that's where the game really hooked me. The story mode is interesting. It's story's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's it's fine. Like the cutscenes are cool, and there's a lot of fan service, but it's it's nothing spectacular. Um, and this has all the DLC stuff in it, so yeah. it's really loaded with fan service. Yeah, right. there's it has a ton of stuff. The stuff yeah. that like was yeah. exclusive to the 3DS version, the Wind Waker stuff, right? Yeah, it has yeah. Uh, yeah. Wind Waker epilogue, and it has um, a Majora's Mask epilogue, mm-hmm. and I think a Link Between Worlds epilogue as well. Mm-hmm. There's um, Link's Awakening stuff in here too, right? Yeah, there's yeah, a there's a map. I'm there's sure a, we're gonna get Breath of the Wild stuff. So yeah, so you actually automatically have costumes from Breath of the Wild already unlocked. More. Oh, cool. Yeah, but um, another thing with the definitive edir- uh, definitive edition of mm-hmm. Hyrule Warriors is that all of the characters you unlocked by playing through the story mode in the Wii U version are automatically unlocked 
from the start. Hmm. So you beat the first mission, and then if you play in free mode or adventure mode, you can choose all of these characters without having to finish the story mode. Wait, is it reading your Wii U save file? No, it just... It just they just give it to you. No, they just give just, it, oh, yeah. okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how are they? So as that? a returning player, you don't have to like Mario Kart has a lot of stuff. Yes, on yeah, on Switch, yeah. Um, and it are I honestly my favorite part about this game is the adventure mode maps yeah. because they're a lot more challenging. The the tasks are way more varied. Mm-hmm. You have a more variety. We have more variety of characters to choose from, and the stuff that you unlock is just way more. It's just better. It has way more incentive because you're unlocking new weapons for your characters. You're unlocking uh, better weapons. You're unlocking heart pieces and costumes, and mm-hmm. you're getting clothing and fair and your fairy companions mm-hmm. and clothing and food for your fairy companions that you can't unlock in the story mode. Yeah, adventure adventure mode is like. Um really the reason why I really enjoyed my time with this game and I enjoyed it a lot more than story mode uh, itself because it fi- adventure mode fixes a lot of the problems that I feel like story mode had mm-hmm. right. like the length like the length of the missions they're so long they're like yeah. 20 to 30 minutes if you're playing by yourself maybe yeah. you can get through them like shorter if I, you're playing co-op I think that's what kind of pushed me away a mm-hmm. little bit was that like it's it's a very samey game as you're playing it right yeah. you're you're not like first of all for the uninitiated this is not your typical Zelda game I feel like I have to say that um, it is if you're a just coming Muso. in, yeah, is a Muso game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dynasty Warriors, which means beat up lots of samey enemies mm-hmm. over yeah. and over with cool combos and mm-hmm. crazy stuff. If, like if you bought a Switch for Breath of the Wild and you're like, this Zelda stuff's pretty cool. What else yeah. is? What else are they doing yeah. over here? This is completely different than any of those games. Um, so it's important to say that it's it's much more arcadey. It's not about dungeons. It's not about breakable weapons and traversing weird environments and climbing Death Mountain, and killing Ganon <laughs> and stuff like that. Although there's some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I found the missions to be a little long, so that's cool mm-hmm. to hear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're and much also, shorter. Like you had mentioned earlier too, Casey. Like the adventure mode, like tasks you with different objectives, so you're mm-hmm. not just like rush to the next boss and take them down mm-hmm. and you know conquer this enemy campsite or whatever. Yeah. Like you actually have these shorter but interesting things to do mm-hmm. along the way, and then as you complete them, you unlock more of the adventure map. And there's just a ton of fan service there because it looks a lot like classic uh, yeah. NES Zelda, like the Legend of Zelda original mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really cool. It also has amiibo support too, right? Yeah, which is yeah. you can unlock really cool weapons. You always explain this better than I do, Philip. So yeah, you, you go for it. Oh uh, yeah, I practiced. Um, no, um, so it, you can use up to five amiibo per day, uh, which is a little limiting, but it's it's still okay because the weapons that they I'll give say, you. Yeah, I mean, doctors yeah. say you should only use five. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can use five amiibo per day, and um, they are sort of they favor like Zelda amiibo already. Like, so if you have a Link Amiibo, you can use that one, but you can only use one Link Amiibo per day. Like, so if you have a Breath of the Wild one, then you can't use your, like, Ocarina right, or, right, right. or Smash one or something like that. Um, and then they'll give you, like, a four-star, five-star weapon or whatever piece of gear to go along with it. Uh, but also, if you don't have any Zelda Amiibo, maybe you just have Mario uh, or, like, Splatoon Amiibo lying around, then those will work, too. You just won't mm-hmm. get as many great drops. So, Do you get to keep the items that you've scanned in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. So I'll be at Paris desk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on by. Come on man. down to Paris desk and scan all the amiibo. Use my giant Pikachu. <laughs> Five per day. Get please. yourself a lame weapon. <laughs> I wonder what the cereal box gives you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it'll give Something you anything delicious. special. I've Something tried delicious. a bunch yeah, of different yeah. ones. No, I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna play this game again. Now Me too. That it's on the Switch. I've, I, when I saw you guys playing co-op, it does run much nicer in co-op this yeah, time around. Yeah, it is. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> so much sped, better. Not sped up, but it runs smoother. Uh, and I missed a bunch of the DLC last time around, mm-hmm. so um, I'm checking this out. Yeah, and exactly. It's, it's still I feel like Fire Emblem is the better mm-hmm. Warriors game. I'm actually curious to see what's next after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um, this is definitely an improvement. Mm-hmm. And for and those of you, oh, sorry to cut no, you off. You can go. For those of you wondering too, uh, it's running in 1080p. Um, when you're playing docked, 720p undocked, and also 60 frames per second docked and undocked, which hmm. is really nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it actually <laughs> runs really smoothly co-op, even in handheld mode, yes. which I did yeah. not expect at all. Mm-hmm. That rules. Except the screen is really small, so it's really hard to play like that regardless, yeah. but you can do it if you, you really it. want to. <laughs> if you want it to be works. Karen, yeah. you can be Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and it it is also cool to have a Dynasty Warriors that does incorporate so many elements from the franchise it's pulling from. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when you're fighting Dodongo, you have to throw bombs into its mouth 
when, uh, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't played Ocarina of Time yet. Uh, <laughs> or any Zelda game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, a lot of those bosses have that kind of um, gimmick to them where yep. you can like use a hook shot on a flying enemy to bring them down faster and just things like that. There's also really in, the, in the way like the map and the quests unfold and stuff like that in the in the menus, there's the there's a lot of like eight bit. Zelda sprites and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh yeah, the artwork's really cool. Yeah, for that's map. that's what really attracted me was like there's this like kind mm-hmm. of map that you can look at that has all these nods to classic Zelda yeah. games. It's it's basically this big mixtape of Zelda stuff. Yeah, those are cool. the um, adventure mode maps, and they have one for all of the different Zelda games that are kind of incorporated into Hyrule Warriors. You have a Termina map from Majora's Mask, and you have a low rule map from uh, A Link Between Worlds, and you have a bunch of remixed music from all of these games as well, mm. which is really just fun to listen. To. And Linkle. No, yeah. And honest, I really like playing as Linkle. She's super strong. Yeah, she's that's the, the, that's the female Link. The, yep, the female Link. She thinks she is the hero and goes off to help Hyrule Castle. And then mm-hmm. uh, she uh, keeps going the wrong way. <laughs> Never gets there. Sweet, or maybe exactly. not. Who knows? <laughs> nice. Uh, so we got special sort of permission to talk about this next game. It's actually releasing next week, uh, this coming Tuesday. But Runner 3 is a game that I know Brian and I have been mm-hmm. playing it a lot. Have you gotten a chance no. to play it at all, Pear? Um, so yeah, this is, uh, it's coming out on May 22nd, Tuesday. Uh, it's, it's more bit trip runner essentially yeah. just like hmm. a next generation way more pretty game um very cool rhythm sort of like an endless runner uh brian go ahead and open it up yeah it's so uh it plays kind of like an endless runner but there's a defined goal at the end of every level right so it's somewhere between um an endless runner and say something like super mario brothers right like mm-hmm. you have to get to the flagpole at the end and then you win uh and then collecting things along the way uh is something that is kind of optional but also uh, kind of heavily implied that you should be doing. Um, I like this game a lot. It's very tough. I will mm. put that out there right now. If you were looking, there are a lot of very little baby platforming games on Switch. <laughs> this is not one of them. This is a tough game. <laughs> I dig it for that reason. Um, if you like the minecart levels in Donkey Kong Country, it looks this like is, Crash. Oh my God, yeah. So this is effectively yeah. an entire game based on like those kind of levels. Um, uh, yeah. And you play as runner, uh, and you can play as a boy or a girl runner, and you basically <laughs> can unlock different costumes and accessories for your character. And going through each level uh, and collecting a hundred gold bars uh, is something that you're sort of pushed to do. Uh, and once you do that. You can go through and play kind of slightly remixed version of each level where you have to collect gems as well. And collecting 100 of each one on each side or 50 gems and 100 gold bars, 100%'s the level. Plus there's like little secrets and stuff you can get inside them. There's hidden characters like um, Shovel Knight and possibly Charles Martinet or Mario or <laughs> Charles Martinet himself. I'm not sure yet. All these spoilers, Brian. I know. Well, there's, there's, you know, we've, we've heard a lot about these things leading up to the development of this game. Um, oh, nice. Within all this too, there's also an unlockable mode it's kind of like a vintage retro mode where you can uh control your character uh from left to right and use attacks and stuff like that and it hmm. feels more like a traditional platforming game um again this game is very tough it's taking a sort of artistic new direction from some of the other runner games it looks so before. different too it's from, so different. from itself even like it, it yeah. left the kind of retro look behind too yeah it's, it doesn't really have that pixel art look yeah. anymore um and it took me a minute to warm up to that because i feel like it's um it's very busy at times mm-hmm. like you'll shoot out of a cannon and a pig will fly by and all these crates will <laughs> burst open and you're trying to like kind of be like, I need to land there, I need to jump there, I need to collect the gold over there. Um, and it like on a very rudimentary level, it feels almost something like an endless runner or like Flappy Bird or something like that. But that's Ooh, such a good comparison. Well, well, yeah. And so I feel like that's such a simplified way of yeah. explaining this game because you start this game with like a jump, right? Mm-hmm. And you run automatically and you jump in the air and you're like, oh, I got this. Okay. Yep. And they're like, uh, now you gotta slide too. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I can do some sliding. And they're like, then you have to kick through walls. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that. And they're like, oh, you also have to jump on these designated pads and then do wall jumps and stuff like that. And the music's really good and really catchy. So after a while, you find yourself like not only kind of like nodding to the beat, but making your moves based on every single drum hit, every synth. Yep. And, Finding these combinations of like slides and hops and jumps and wall kicks and kick through doors and all this ninja stuff you end up doing. And it gets like really intense to the point where you have to kind of like it feels guitar hero y where if you look away or you miss a beat or you yeah. miss something like that, 
it all falls apart. So yeah. nice. It's tough. It's um. It's definitely based on perfectionism. If you really want to get in there, uh, but I like it a lot, and I think we have an official review coming from IGN in a few days. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Look out for that. Sounds cool. Um. Before we talk about this last game here, I do want to remind everyone we're gonna do some question block questions. So drop your questions in the chat. I'm gonna try and dedicate at least five minutes to go through them. So make sure you ask us anything you want. Uh, what we'd like to see at E3. Uh, maybe some Pokemon questions or Star Fox questions. Anything that you heard on the show today. We gotta do some rapid fire answers. Yeah, yeah, do it exactly. Um, but another game that actually released today, Thursday, May seventeenth, uh, is Yonder mm-hmm. for Nintendo Switch. Now, this is this is a game that I actually completed it. I beat it. What? Really? Yeah, I beat oh, the awesome. whole game. Oh, wow. I didn't. I didn't hundred percent it, but yeah. I but I beat it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's cool. It's <laughs> like this like hybrid Zelda meets Stardew Valley type game, but it's yeah. not it's not quite as deep as Stardew Valley mm-hmm. is like people like I know people who have dedicated their lives to Stardew Valley, I don't know what that right. is. which you could you could essentially hundred percent this game in about I would say twenty five hours maybe thirty hours. Yeah, what um, I like about this game is it's um, incredibly chill. So Yonder the Cloud Catcher Chronicles, which is kind of a mouthful, yeah, um, is a game about a sort of kid that is in this kind of open worldish. Uh, town slash valley slash mountain range and you have to collect things and hunt and gather and fish and build shelter and interact with people all around the town and it's just really relaxing very um, relaxing and it's there's really no beautiful there's no switch. combat at all in no. this game yeah yeah it's all about crafting it's all about farming as well so like uh as much time as you put into the game the game will give back to you it's like essentially one of those games mm-hmm. so you can you can essentially go out and uh there's a big world map it's an open world game uh and you can plant uh farms in different sections that later act as fast travel plots ah. which is how you fast travel throughout the game but you know you don't just make a farm and then walk away from it like you can actually plant crops in there. You can uh, charm like animals, like you were just seeing on in the trailer there, uh, and bring them back to your farm and like you know have different varieties. And but it's very light on combat, so it's not like a, no a Wind Waker Zero game. Combat, there's like yeah. nothing, like there's no threat. It's just kind of uh, you can't die. No, yeah. So yeah, it is yeah. more more like the farming games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh it's a lot of fun. It's it's also also very beautiful. It runs pretty well on Switch. Um, now it's not asking a lot out of you know the graphics process or anything like that but um it is like literally probably one of the more interesting Hmm. like zelda-like games i've played on switch now it's not amazing it's not gonna like you know blow everyone's mind but it's still a game that kept me long enough to to finish it to Mm -hmm. completion so it's cool and also the different areas are are very interesting like um there's a lot of variety there's like snowy areas there's grasslands there's like a an ocean town there's a lot of like different um uh Factions. I don't want to call them factions because they're not really factions in the game, but that type of thing that you can join, like where you can join a uh, guild, like yeah. a cook, like a cooking guild or an alchemy guild. Uh, there's this random town that turns into Halloween town at night that you can go trick or treating in, which Kimberton is really Bill. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's doing a lot of interesting things. Yeah, so that's Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles. Yes, go check it out. Exactly. So we got some questions here um, coming in from the chat. Let's see what's a good one here. Um, all right, Slapjacks and Ham. <laughs> Great name, by the way. Together at last. <laughs> yes. Uh, he asks, how likely is it that we will hear anything about Animal Crossing for Switch at E3? We better. Ooh, Guys, that's a threat. If, if honestly, I mean, if we're hearing about like F-Zeros and Pokemons in addition to Smash, I don't know if we'll hear about Animal Crossing. Really? Yeah. I was, I mean, I was pretty confident that Animal Crossing is up for, for renewal. <laughs> you think it's a 2019 game? At this point, do you think they have enough this year? Ah, it'd be awesome. Like, uh, yeah, it's... it'd be awesomer if it was a 2018 game. I don't. I don't think it's this year. You don't think so? I, yeah, I think. I mean, you're probably right. They're not going to put this up against, you know, Smash Brothers and Pokemon. But yeah. I think. I think this is like the perfect summer game. Mm-hmm. Like, if they just drop this in July, that yeah. would be a big surprise. A if huge this popped surprise. out. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we've heard mumblings of other Nintendo games that are coming out, and like Animal Crossing is never mentioned as part of that kind of mm-hmm. mumble list. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes me a little worried that we won't see it for a while. They also yeah. released their mobile. Yeah, I want one. They released their mobile game this year too. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah. it's like maybe they're trying to spread that, Is that out a little this bit. This year. Yeah. Yeah. Animal and our, really? And our, our oh, thoughts man. on that before we, we thought Nintendo would do kind of tie them together, right? Right. And mm. That you'd have a mobile game and they would help it to bolster the popularity of a, of a Switch game. Right. And that never happened. Like it's, they 
just kind of not yet put these all separately. It's not like Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem synced up with Fire Emblem. Well, we'll probably see more Fire mm-hmm. Emblem for Switch this year, but uh, that's Lu- got to come out. Come on, <laughs> Louis B two K has a great question. What kind of potion is Brian drinking today? Is this- it alcoholic? And did he wear pants today? I did not. And once again, <laughs> it is not alcoholic. It's an iced coffee. And like I'm it always is. I can confirm. Brian is not wearing pants. Oh, not in pants. Yeah, wearing nice. a long it's kilt. very distracting. It's a very long kilt. It's about 15 feet long. How much long. coffee do you drink in the course of the day? I drink uh, two in the morning and one in the afternoon. Okay. That's mm-hmm. not too bad. Yeah. And then six when I get home. Okay. <laughs> That's too bad. Um, Red One asks, what special edition Switch or Joy-Cons do you want to see announced at E3? Ooh. I, well, wonder, I wonder if we will get any sort of Joy-Con announcement. NES, come on. With the launch of the online service, Ooh. you want the NES game. And let's be honest, we want a D-pad. We don't want the janky split buttons. I run into this all the yeah, time when I play puzzle one. games on the go. I don't want to use the mm-hmm. stick. God, I'm so jealous of those. Yeah. But yeah. Like, uh, we need, we need a yeah. D-pad one. By the way, there, there's a, you guys know about the Hori controller, right? Uh, out in mm-hmm, Japan that has a D-pad, but you can't take it off. It doesn't yeah. have Bluetooth. And yeah. so that, that's gotta be the next special one. Yep. Um, and then last question here from Dr. MG. What third party game do you really want announced for Switch at E3? Third party game. Oh, yeah. Fortnite. Fortnite? Yeah. 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 That's kind of a yeah. no brainer. Yeah. yeah. That'd be it big. Is, it is a no brainer. Yeah. I thought that was already happening. No. No. Not yet. Eh. Yeah. I, you know, I know this is really slim at this point, especially because no one, literally no one has talked about this except me, uh, once. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us more. Yes. But if you want a big scoop, no. Um, I would love to see Borderlands 3. Oh, yeah. Come to Switch. I think that would be such a cool game. I think they could totally do it. Um, especially if they're using Unreal Engine 4, uh, which we know works well on Switch. So I wouldn't mind playing like a, you know, 540p version of it. <laughs> what do you want <laughs> on, on Switch? I just hear a buzzing noise. Okay, that's in your oh, head. It's, it's from all your second eye. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. so you heard that right? I heard it. You guys heard it right? No. Um, I want this is such a like deep cut left field. I want a I want a Killer Seven remake. Ooh, game. I yeah. want I want Suda Five. Want to put that game on Switch? Okay, and I want to play it again. We'll make that happen. Okay, please yes. do. And now, Monster Hunter, isn't it? Uh, we're already getting it, a Monster oh. Hunter. Yeah, but <laughs> for the Switch. Yeah, but Monster Hunter old. World on the Switch would obviously be. Yeah. The best one. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you playing right now? What are you, what are you working on for your wikis? Um, well, I just finished Cyber Wars. I'm working on Fortnite okay. for wikis. Oh, there you and go. I started playing a game that is not covered here, and it's called Smite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like Smite on the Switch? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is a MOBA coming to Switch pretty soon, right? Yeah. Um, I know what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It should be cool. <laughs> League of Legends. Don't look at me. League of Legends the name for the Switch. Uh, yeah. No. It's China's biggest MOBA. Yeah. yeah. Paladins? Yes. No. No. That's not. But that's uh, that's a likely one. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we'll let you know We're so next week today. <laughs> uh, on next week's episode. But yeah, that is our show this week. Thank you guys very much for joining us, for watching, listening. You can catch us every week on IGN.com on Thursdays, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Or you can watch us on YouTube every Friday um, at YouTube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat. The episode usually goes up around 2 or 2.30, so keep an eye out for it there but be cool and catch it a day early on IGN.com yes. like you should we're also available on all of your favorite podcast listening services as well so with that uh, thank you guys very much for joining me this yeah. week and Thanks, thank Phil. you too to the background uh, to the back room we have there do you guys can you guys cut to your cam real quick and say hi to everyone Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> great the, episode the real stars, <laughs> the real stars of NBC back there. Thank you guys. Andrew's and thank spirit. you. Thank you as well uh, to the chat. Uh, it was great talking with you guys this week as well. It's just awesome to see such a great turnout come out every single week. Uh, yeah. So with that said, we will see you next week. Get the thing guys. Go get it. Bye. Listen. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.